2: Hi guys, I hope you're well Before we delve into this week's content on the episode We want to share the itinerary with you So you're all familiar with exactly what we're going to be covering So we had a very special guest in Anne-Marie Batson And we started off the episode with an introduction to her career um, And a review of what she's been doing uh, in her career to date We then spoke about the growth of social media And the argument about clout versus insight Is it people who have bigger social media followings in this day and age that get the bigger and better roles? Or is people who are uh, uh, well-versed within their industry still as important? We then spoke about diversity in the game and asked Anne-Marie about whether or not she feels it is genuine or just uh, an act of tokenism. Before then speaking about her work for the Women's World Cup this year and the future of the women's game. We close things off with a few quick fire questions also, so stay tuned. Hello listeners and welcome back to yet again another episode of the Beautiful Game Podcast. As always, I'm your host Budge and I'm joined by my faithful two co-conspirators, Dot and Dej. Gents, how's it going? I'm very, very well, budge How are you today, sir? I'm I'm very well, very well. Had a had a good night last night. <laughs> Um, slept well, <laughs> woke, woke up feeling fresh, so um raring to go.
3: Me and Budge um, went to get food last night and um, Budge ate the food. I was like, Budge, I can't finish this. And then Budge sent me a picture. He was like, I'm done. I'm going to bed. Finished. And um, that I'll was it. 100 <laughs> That really sent me to sleep. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Feeling good
2: this morning.
4: How about you, Dej? How's it going? I'm very, very well. Obviously, I didn't enjoy the pleasantries that you guys enjoyed because I was driving on my way home. You know, mm. and now I'm fully recovered, yes. ready to record another episode. And we've got a special guest today that before the show, you know. We were Award exchanging.
1: winning special <laughs>
2: guest. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: You've got to add that in. <laughs>
4: yeah, we're exchanging, you know, some pleasantries yeah. and I can't wait for this episode. This is going to be gold.
2: 100%, 100%. We're all looking forward to this one. This is going to be an absolutely great episode and we're sure that the listeners are going to enjoy it as well. We are in a very well-esteemed company. Um, we have a very special guest who is the personification of patience, persistence, <laughs> and perseverance. <laughs> wow, oh, yeah. she is, she is. She is uh, certainly a Jacqueline of all traits. By her own admi- admission, she uh, has a multi-hyphenated uh, career to date.
5: Wow. She's a
2: broadcaster, a pitch-side reporter, podcaster, interviewer, and wow. a host amongst many other things. Um, she's had the opportunity to work for BBC Five Live, BBC Sport, Talk Sport, Give Me Sport, Women, and many, many more. Killing. Without it. further ado, it's our pleasure to welcome Anne Marie Batson to the podcast. Woo-hoo! Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome, welcome.
5: welcome, welcome,
1: welcome. Wow. <laughs> wow, can I just say, lovely to be here. I'm so excited about this. When we were chatting at the football blacklist, it was yeah. so lovely to meet all three of you. And just, I just got such a good vibe from all three of you. So thank you for inviting me. Thank you, thank I you feel, I feel, I feel it's truly honoured. You and on. you're also polite
3: to <laughs> funny because um, was De- Dej was speaking to Darren and Darren was like Anne-Marie Batson you have to get her oh on. Yeah. Darren <laughs> we'll
5: oh,
4: He's was oh. speaking very highly of you he <gasps> went to the offices he said if there's one person you have to get it's Anne-Marie she's oh, brilliant oh so thank you <laughs> well
1: no I'm, I'm truly honoured to be here thank you Darren for the shout out I appreciate it I love doing I love doing this kind of stuff so I'm well up for it yeah, thank 100%, you I know
2: you're going to teach us a thing or two uh, I hope so, so. <laughs> you teach
1: me a thing or two as well well,
2: wow, of course. <laughs> so, 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 what we'd like to start off with, uh, Anne Marie, is just a bit of a a, be- uh, a brief sort of uh, backdrop into your career. Um, of course, you know, as we've already sort of uh, mentioned, you, you do so many different things. Um, so, what we'd like to do is just take it back a few years and just like understand how you you, you started off. You know, so. Um, you, you know, you're, you're a multifaceted uh, broadcaster. Mm. Has that always been a passion of yours? Have you always known what you've wanted to do from a young age, or you know, th- w- were there different things that uh, um, you know, you know, that happened in, in, in life and um, that sort of helped you along your way in in, in your career? Like, how, how did it all begin?
1: It's a great question. Actually, I really wanted to be an actress. When I was ah, younger, okay. I did loads of amateur dramatics at school. I belonged to an amateur dramatic group. We grew up in a, in a village in Essex, so there was lots of mm. local theatre available, okay. and that's what I really wanted to do. There, and my dream mm. from about eleven or twelve, I was going to become an actress, be on EastEnders, and then ah. go out to the states and have a great Hollywood career mm. and set up my own production company okay. and make films and things like that. Um, except that my dad told me that I wasn't allowed to go to stage school until I was 16. So, that, okay. cause I'd seen that obviously the big stars of those day, they'd go to stage school yeah. for about 11 yeah. years of age. And yeah. I was 11. I was like, oh, I really want to go to stage school. Dad said, no, you're going to get an education first and then you right. can go to stage yeah. school. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so thanks dad. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but what actually truly I joke about it, but what truly threw me off actually was, I didn't get the grade that I wanted at GCSE for drama.
5: Mm-hmm. And
1: because I didn't get the grade that I wanted, I thought, well, that's it now. I'm, I'm not going to make it. So I'd always been interested in newspapers. I'd always been interested in media. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I went to secondary school, I became the editor of the school newspaper okay. and I did a GCSE mm-hmm. in media studies. Um, and I loved English literature. That was my English literature and history were my two favorite topics at secondary school. I loved those two. Got the grades that I wanted and then went to college and did an A-level in media studies and then went on to study it as a degree level.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: By that time, I thought, well, acting's is not really going to happen. So I want to do TV production. Left uni and I went to work for a TV production company for a few years. Didn't work out the way that I wanted for mm-hmm. various reasons. So I left but I learned loads about how to put together a a TV production. It was a game show entertainment production company. So I learned tons about live TV, Mm -hmm. how to deal with the presenters, how to do a script, the different terminology that you use, but I totally fell in love with the industry and then decided just to go and just do something completely different. So I I became a youth worker. Mm -hmm. I worked as a youth worker for a long period Uh, of time. I talk about being multi multifaceted. It started from there really. And, um, I had aspired to being a TV presenter. When I worked at the production company, they did give me the opportunity to go out a couple of times and do some pieces for them. And um, I was very fortunate to do a, while I was training to be a youth worker, I got the opportunity to audition for Children's BBC. Mm -hmm. And I came, oh no, it wasn't Children's BBC, it was CITV, which I think is still going on nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was down to the final two, and then I got the phone call to tell me that I didn't make it. Oh, and I, and it was filmed on TV as well.
5: Wow.
1: Um, so how so, did that film? <gasps> oh, gosh, oh it, it's, been... it was in... I, I look at it back thinking, Amory, why did you get so upset? But at that time, <laughs> mm-hmm. at that time, it was like the world yeah. had ended. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely crushed. So I thought, right, that's it. I, I'm going to become a youth worker. And I worked as a youth co- worker for a few years, and I really enjoyed it. And these mm-hmm. were working with young people who, you know, on the cusp of... Um, you know, potentially offending or mm-hmm. had offended. So I went to um, in um, youth offending centres. Mm-hmm. Was um, this in your area? In of my Essex? area, of Essex. Yes. Yeah, still in Essex. Mm. Learned tons about myself, how to have relationships in terms of professional relationships mm-hmm. with young people, but also how much I enjoyed working with mm. young people. But in the back of my mind, it was still ticking away about the whole TV industry thing yeah. and what have you. <laughs> so I saw a job actually to go and work on the railway. Um, at that time I was thinking right I want to get a house I want to get some savings mm-hmm. I want to get a decent car I love being a youth worker and it kind of fed my soul but at the same time capitalism kicked in in my brain <laughs> I wanted a bit of money <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went and worked on the railway for many mm-hmm. years I worked in the press and public relations department okay mm. and from there that's when I suddenly thought well actually Amory, you're earning this money and you know you've got your house now I'm speeding ahead quite a bit mm-hmm. um but there's still something missing. Yes. Mm-hmm. There was still something there. And this thing about working for myself, when I joined the railway, the job was to go and educate young people about the dangers of playing on the railway. So trespassing, mm-hmm. vandalism, mm-hmm. graffiti, yep. all those kinds of things. Yep. Cause yep. they knew I had a youth worker background. Mm. They also knew that because I was an aspiring presenter, I was quite comfortable talking to people mm. in different setups. So all these things that I'd done in my past, mm kind came together with this job, managing mm-hmm. my own diary, mm-hmm. managing my own budget, my calendar, and then working with young people. It was like, all right, great. So I did that for a few years and then I became a public relations manager for the railway. And I deal with journalists. Mm-hmm. And I, that was my favourite part of the job, dealing with the media. Now, if you work on the railway, there's always some sort of crisis every <laughs> yeah. single day.
5: Yeah. <laughs> oh, <and> I can <laughs> never yeah, that yeah,
3: second now. Yeah. Because every time I'm going to work, I'm like, oh, my God, the trains are delayed. Yeah. Yeah. Or oh, there's something there's wrong on man. the track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Having to explain leaves on the track. I can tell
5: you why, but we'll do that. Okay. Or I'll just stop yeah. recording.
1: <laughs> but in terms of, you know, I had to work with journalists. I was working with MPs and counsellors, members of the public, different types of messaging. I was writing scripts. I was setting up shoots. All this Mm. kind of built into this thing of, well, actually I'm thinking now that I love working with journalists. I've done lots of media stuff and I work with young people, but I love my sport. I really love my sport. And I suddenly started to think, actually as much as I like working and what I'm doing, I'm still not working for myself. Mm. I'm still not having that, buzz anymore so I decided that I wanted to make a change Mm -hmm. Um, and I had a couple of conversations with people who worked in the media at that time and it was the time when um, jobs were kind of disappearing and money was getting really tight because we were just coming out of the recession then and a couple of people told me don't go and don't become a journalist don't do it because there's hardly any jobs Um, you know it's very male dominated etc etc I thought sod that so <laughs> I, <laughs> so I went and had a conversation with my my uncle so for those who don't know my uncle is um, Brendan Batson he was a former footballer he played for West Brom back in the early 80s he was part of the Three Degrees who were a pioneering trio of men of Laurie Cunningham the late Laurie Cunningham and the late Sir Regis who yeah. played for West Brom and he worked now that he'd retired he'd worked um, within the, the football industry so he had, a, he had a few contacts here and there and he knew about the game and I had that conversation. said, look, I really lo- You know I love my sport. I love it. really love football. Um, I'm thinking about becoming a journalist. Who could I go and have a conversation with just to sound them mm-hmm. out? And he gave me two names. And he said, that's all the names I'm going to give you. After that, you're on your own. i like, that's fine. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. quite independent anyway. And by that time, I'd had, I got my house and car and mm-hmm. things like that. And from those two conversations, it led me to have a conversation with somebody else who led that on to conversation mm-hmm. with somebody else. And each time it was, I'll give you a name... None of these people actually gave me an opportunity because I wasn't looking for an opportunity at that time. It was more about learning about the industry. Mm-hmm. Where could I fit in? What is, what's the politics? Mm-hmm. What's the different types of jobs? Mm-hmm. So I could form a plan in my head. And then I think, well, I need to go and do a bit of training. So I went a bit, did a training and I worked evenings and weekends. I then went and got work experience evenings and weekends. So I do it in my um, annual leave and then i decided to leave the railway went and worked for a pr agency for a bit and when i worked for the pr agency in evenings and weekends i'd start doing sports work mainly for free if somebody needed a contributor on a radio show they'd ask me you know can you come on for 10 minutes and talk about tennis because Serena williams has won a match i said yeah okay that's not a problem <laughs> and it grew from there and then it got to the point where I was not loving working at the PR agency anymore. Mm-hmm. And I thought, right, I've got enough money now. I've say I saved like anything. Cause I knew this was going to be really hard. And I have a mortgage to pay mm-hmm. and other things to pay for. I thought, right, that's it. I'm going to take the leap. I set up my own company. I went and got some part-time PR work. Cause I still got the skills. Mm-hmm. And then I literally emailed people going, can you hire me please? Um, this is what I've done. This is what I can do. And it's, it's snowballed since then. And that mm. brings us pretty much up to today, really, of literally just networking, emailing people, posting content. The the one thing I would say about this thing that I've learned is that if I look at, back on it now, all the things that I've done in my life, being a youth worker, working with young people, mm. being a PR yeah. officer... Yeah loving sport that was the yeah. thing always on the press desk on a Monday we'd have these intense discussions about what happened in sport over mm-hmm. the weekend it all fed into now into this day yeah. And that, at that time I didn't see it like that yeah, but it just that made time. you so
5: rounded it, it, yeah, yeah
1: indeed yeah. at that time I thought oh god I've, you know oh I've got to work on the railway and talk about how a train's been delayed because of a leaf <laughs> <laughs> but it taught me how to deal with live situations as Mm, they were happening it taught me how to write for a radio it taught me how to deal with different types of audiences and different types of messaging because Mm -hmm. as you said at the beginning my lovely introduction (laughs) Um, i work on radio i work online i do um digital stuff web stuff podcasting They are different ways of sharing information and it's different messages in the way that... Sorry, it's not different way. It's different ways of sharing information. Mm -hmm. And there's not one size fits all. The way you speak on TV is not the way that you speak on radio. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: And because I've learned all that Mm -hmm. in all my different ways, that's given me that roundedness Mm -hmm. that you've you've Mm -hmm. just spoken so well about. So you know, thanks dad for saying to me that, you know, you're not going
3: to be an actress. (laughs) Marie, sorry, quick question. You know, you just mentioned um, the differences between radio and TV. Can Mm. you just, you know, explain a bit further what you mean by that? So do you have a different approach when it comes to radio? And when you're on TV, you're different. Like what kind of changes do you implement?
1: Well, radio, it's about, you, it's about very much about, obviously it's about the spoken word, Mm. but you're having to describe and give context and color so for example okay, when I'm hosting okay. the women's yeah. football show mm. big plug there five live sports extra
3: big up. <laughs> <as a> hero,
1: <laughs> it is my job to set the scene because mm-hmm. you're listening in mm, your car okay. or on yes. the computer TV you don't need to do that Okay, yeah. So, and mm. that is understanding that mm. difference mm. I, I
4: listen to talk sport and I listen to Sam Matterface and yes. I'll be like Pep Guardiola wearing his black beanie okay. wearing his hoodie top looking like blah. it's all descriptive mm. so you can actually picture it mm. while you're watching the you don't need to say that
1: you don't need to say that mm-hmm. exactly and it's understanding that difference between what is it people want to know through whatever medium they're watching it through so as you, sam matterface is a great example of that he's very good at describing mm-hmm. what is happening around as well as keeping an eye on the game
5: mm-hmm.
1: whereas if okay. you listen to tv yeah. football commentators mm-hmm. the best ones don't need to talk every five seconds mm-hmm. they'll just say Kane passes to Son. Son has just done this, that, and everything. And Maria,
3: you know what? That's funny because I hate the radio commentary. And let me tell you why. <laughs> let me tell you why. They make everything seem like it's going to be a goal. Right. So I can't listen to it, especially when it's Liverpool. <laughs> They'll be like, Son is on the left. Son, cuts in. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to score or oh, we're going to concede. And I'm like, oh, it was actually nothing. When you watch it back on TV, it was actually nothing. But that kind of makes sense now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So it's having that understanding. That's That has come about because of my experiences before deciding I mm. wanted to be a broadcaster. I learned all that. So as frustrating as it was mm. when I was thinking, you know, like I just said to you, that example of working the railway and doing mm. some things I didn't like. It's actually, it was part of a jigsaw that now has started to come together. But I tell you this, it has had, is, you know, this journey that I've been on, and I, I don't really like that cliche, but it has been a journey.
3: Yeah.
1: The sacrifices I've had to make, the things that I've had to do to even get today.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: My sister, when I started on it, she was like, what are you prepared to give up? What are you prepared to, mm. to go, right, I'm not going to do this anymore to achieve your dream? Because you're going to have to do that. And it's things like... You know, I haven't been on holiday probably in the last five. Se- I haven't taken a holiday in the last six years or so wow. because wow. I've been saving money mm-hmm. because I knew that if I was going to go freelance and self-employed, I'm not going to get work straight away. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to go right, Henry. Yeah, we're going to yeah, book yeah. you for a job, yeah. because we don't know who you are. <laughs> um, so-, <laughs> so I'm yeah. having, you know, I'm having to live off savings. Mm-hmm. Evening when I was teaching myself and doing online learning and going to college, you know, um, evening colleges and things like that you know don't go down the pub on a Friday night I'd be sitting at home my laptop on my lap emailing people Saturday afternoons watching the game it's all you know working 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 all the time Mm -hmm. and in the back of my mind I'm thinking how am I going to pay the mortgage each month how am I going to you know keep up with friends and family and things like that and I've had to explain to a couple of friends actually who thankfully have been really good about it I'm not going to be able to catch up with you this month because I've got to work Mm -hmm.
3: even Anne-Marie just to interject even on this platform where sometimes there's games I don't really want to watch it but I'm like you know what I have to watch it so I can try and give the best analysis possible on a specific match absolutely
1: Mm -hmm. I want to be a broadcaster as you said as being multifaceted who's Mm -hmm. not just someone who talks about football but she can talk about tennis
5: Mm -hmm.
1: boxing yeah Olympics, mm. F1. Don't ask me about cricket
5: or rugby.
4: Exactly Consid- the same boat.
1: <laughs> exactly. Considering I come from a Caribbean background, my mm. parents, well, my dad's absolutely horrified that I don't like cricket. Mm. God, I don't really understand it, but mm. that's why. But everything else I'm very comfortable with, mm-hmm. I'm across it all because I enjoy it. Mm. But I think sometimes there is this perception that, you know, um, that you don't have to make a sacrifice. And I think you do. Mm. If you want to achieve your dream, we talk about that thing of, you know, we talked about Andy Murray before the Mm. fact that, you know, he's talked about very openly about being, you know, training as a young child and not having much of a childhood. If to achieve your dream, I think you do Mm. have to Mm. sometimes. And and I've had, and I'm still doing that. Now, for sure.
4: So, w- what would you say you've found the right perfect work and life balance right now, or you're still figuring it out? Work and life
1: balance? What are you talking about? <laughs> transport um, is twenty four hours yeah. a day.
5: Work
4: is life. Yeah,
2: work, yeah, is,
1: yeah. work is life. But I think for me, I now know. I understand it when people say, you know, when you go to work, when you're doing something you enjoy, it doesn't feel like work. I used to scoff at that. Go, oh, what are you talking about? Mm. Now I get it. <laughs> now I totally get it.
3: So, so Marie just a, another question, and you can answer it however you want to answer. Mm. As a woman Mm. Have you felt That you've had to work So much more harder Than like Let's say Men that just get Spoon fed into roles And into positions of You know Influence
1: I think I've been incredibly Fortunate so far Touch wood Um, I haven't had to Prove myself In the sense of Oh because she's a woman What does she know Mm. Actually people have gone Oh Mm. So you do know stuff And I'll give you A really great example So I kind of, I've jumped over it in terms of my career, but I worked for a couple of construction companies I took on. I mentioned I took on a couple of part-time PR roles to help with Mm -hmm. finances while I was building up my sports portfolio Um, and I went to do work and, you know, construction it's mm-hmm. burly blokes, etc., yeah, etc. Yeah. Et and there's mm. me doing their PR, who's all smiley and happy and laughing You're and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and again, on a Monday morning, they'd all be in the kitchen talking about the games at the weekend, mm. and I'd be in there making a cup of tea or doing breakfast. And um, I'd say a couple of things, and a couple of guys go, "Yeah, yeah, we saw the game. What did you think?" And I'd give an analysis or my thoughts, and they would go, "Oh yeah, I agree with you on that, and what have you." One day, somebody came up to me um, and said they'd heard me talking in the kitchen. With these guys, and they were, they couldn't believe how much I knew about the game, and it was really, really impressive. And they just wanted to share that with me.
5: I'm like, oh,
1: thank you. That mm-hmm. that quite that meant quite a lot, uh, quite a lot to me because in construction you're thinking, what does she know? You don't know about yeah. football. I never got any of that. I was I've been really lucky, even in my family and my friends, in terms of you know, my dad and my uncle and my brother, um my step cousin. Um, and wider circle, I've never had anybody say to me, what do you know about, you know, you don't know anything about football. I'll tell you I have had it from. Former boyfriends. Really? And that's why they're former boyfriends, people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Really? Ex-boyfriends. Ex-boyfriends. One of them actually said to me, um, women shouldn't like football. Yeah, whatever. So... (laughs) Yeah, those yeah, views was, are the darkest. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I have mm. I, never I've I've been really lucky in that respect. Is the short answer mm. to a question. But I I know my some of my colleagues and friends haven't had that, and they've had to keep fighting and proving their worth, which is a mm. real shame.
2: What What I wanted to ask Amory is that obviously we've seen in in recent years the the growth um, of social media, and and now the pivotal role that it plays within. Um, you know, uh, broadcast uh, and and, um, and 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 media and and, and that kind of thing. Um, so much so that now people go to Twitter for for updates on stuff. You know, if, you want, if someone wants to get the latest news, the first place that they think to go to is, is Twitter. Um, and and what I wanted to ask you: Have you have you found that? Um, the growth of social media has helped you also in terms of you know getting yourself out there in terms of the work that you're doing as well has it has it been a, a, a benefit to you?
1: Social media has been a massive help to me because it get, it's the opportunity to showcase my work mm. or show or give an opinion about something and I've got an opinion about everything in life so
5: I put that <laughs> on, <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I put
1: that on, on social media so yes absolutely mm. it has helped me I think I used to get hung up about numbers though about three or four mm. years ago, I'd look at my followers and think, oh, I've only got 20 or 30 followers, let's say, on Twitter. Mm. Obviously, that's a bit different now. Thank you, followers. <laughs> uh, but at that time, and it used to really bother me, but then as my sister, because she's the more sensible out of all of us in terms of siblings, would say, well, Amory, still 20 people who follow you and like what you say because obviously they, they would reply back to me.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: For me... I like engaging with people on social media I don't understand it when people just churn out mm-hmm. stuff if someone asks me a question in, particularly like in tennis or like I do get asked who do you think is the greatest of all time and I'll, I'll go back with an answer. Mm. I really don't like it when I see people just churn information out on social media mm, and they don't really. respond back to yeah. questions. I appreciate, though, if you've got 100,000 followers, it's
3: difficult. Uh, yeah, challenging. Yeah, 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 yeah. But
1: I do like it when you see maybe the first 10 people do,
3: mm.
1: um, if the first 10 people do. Mm. Ask me a question. I'll go. Yeah, this, this, and then after that, yeah. It's like That's, even like uh,
3: people like Miguel Delaney, Jack Pitt, Brook, Paris. Yeah. They're very good at engaging their followers. No. Yeah, we yeah, see yeah, them yeah. having debates.
1: That's the point of social media.
2: Yeah, and you know what? Funny enough, because we were actually speaking about this the other day about um, having an engaged following. So there are people that have mm. you know tens of thousands of followers but their followers don't really engage with them and they don't really engage with their followers. Whereas, you know, you have other people that might have, uh, you know, a, a, a smaller following, but they're an engaged audience. So they're, they're advocates of what you're doing. You know, if you put something out, they're they, going to retweet, they're going to share, they're going to yeah. comment. They're, they're gonna <laughs> comment. Uh, and, and we were basically just talking about, you know, weighing them up against each other and what's sort of more important and that kind of thing. And I think, Certainly, like like you mentioned, the the growth of social media has been really important because it's given the opportunity to uh, for content creators to get their their name and, and and their work out there, and perhaps people who wouldn't have had an opportunity to go. Intermedia uh, um, uh, and a root intermedia in, like in the past. Now, yeah, like, like ourselves, ourselves yeah. now where we've got a platform because you know we, we own our own content. You know mm. we can uh, we have our own channels and, and we put out your our content in you know? control. Yeah, a hundred percent. And 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 you know, like like we said, it, it's really given loads of people uh, opportunities. Sort of going forward. Um, but I, I guess the next question that I wanted to ask you is that we what we've been seeing recently, like on uh, you know different um, uh, uh, shows on, on on television, Soccer AM and that kind of thing, um, people that have um, sort of built up um, sort of a good following um, and, and brand online on on Twitter or on on their social media platforms and whatnot have started to get opportunities um you know so that maybe people would have started off with with twitter and, and youtube for example um and and have grown uh, uh via that platform and now have the opportunity to go on to, to, to certain shows and 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 share their views on them and i guess w- so what we're what we're, also what we're seeing a lot now is like people that do i i guess stuff like Around comedy and and, and sort of the the jovial sort of lighthearted content uh, are also getting really, really good opportunities. So one one of the debates that we were having uh, the other day and we wanted to get your your views on it is, you know, are are we seeing a a slight shift in terms of like football coverage from the more sort of serious kind of uh, structured um uh uh, uh shows and, and 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 views shared by different journalists and, and people within the media too, you know people that have i guess um a, a greater following on 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 youtube or on on twitter or, uh is it more uh uh what what's the best way for me to put it uh popularity versus what, or yeah, oh, clout, gosh, is, yeah. Is, is, clout is maybe over insight it, over
5: I insight, insight is. Clout.
1: that's what you should call your next podcast actually clout over insight i love that that <laughs> uh, works really well <laughs> it's it's a it's a really good question to ask i think there's a lot of variables to it mm. though when we were talking before i was talking about how i think there shouldn't just be one way or another, when it comes to media and mm-hmm. how you consume your media, we've seen that now. Obviously, we were talking about Amazon Prime, mm, I have watched it, yeah. you know, with the Premier League matches this week. How that's a massive. I think that's a huge game changer, and mm-hmm. it'll be even bigger on, on Boxing Day. In terms of the way things are going, in terms of social media, I think it's about giving people choice. Mm, if you're somebody yeah. who loves, and I'm going to give a bit, of, two people, a bit of a plug: Darren Lewis and. Um, Henry Winter you like their writing style which I'm I'm, I'm huge fans of both those gents and what they talk about and the debates they have in their respective newspapers that's Mm -hmm. great that appeals to a certain type of person if you're somebody who wants to hear about more fan insights like from you guys Mm -hmm. That's great. I just don't think there just should be just this one thing mm. and one thing alone. Mm-hmm. And I think over the last few years, we've probably had that. And like you said, now you guys have got a platform and you've got a following and people like what you do. And then that's fantastic. There's room for everybody. Mm. And that's been the argument for me for a long time when it was, and maybe it still is a little bit in terms of the newspaper industry is mm. still dominated by a particular group. There is, why is there not room for others? Mm. That everybody should be Included in that So I think social media Is is a massive help I think those Who are on Social media I think that You have to be A little bit careful About what you say Mm. I know that You want people To be unfiltered Mm. And You want people To be themselves And show their personality That's all great But there are laws Around libel There are laws Mm. Around slander Mm -hmm. And things Mm. like that Which still apply even in the social media world. And we've seen mm-hmm. a couple of people come up a cropper about that. And that's my only worry about that, that there is a thinking, well, you can say what you like on, on social media to a point, to mm-hmm. a point. So social media, yeah, is, is fan, I'm a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I really do think that's the way it's going to become more and more integrated into sport.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: I just think people just need to be a bit aware that, Social media, yes, it gives you a platform, but you have a responsibility Mm -hmm. within that platform as well.
4: Mm, Do you think, like, the older generation or the older status quo are a bit worried about the new age, you know, media, the new age journalists, Mm -hmm. the new age, you know, YouTube channels, like AFC TV, for example? What do you think of that?
1: I have, I've got, you know, we've spoken before about AFC TV. I like fan TV. I've got, you know, some days I like it, some days I don't. Um, But... In generally I like the idea of it and I've, I've met the guys and girls from AFTV and and they're great they're, they're fairly you know I think what they've done is I'm jealous of what they've achieved if to be honest and there are things and they know that there are you know there's a couple of things that um, I don't like but then that's the you know I don't have to like everything in the of world of course of course so that you know that's actually fine in terms of um, are they rattled um, it's a difficult one for me to answer because I don't want to assume anything mm. I think it's healthy to have competition but if you believe in your ability and what you're doing Mm. don't worry about it. Just get on with Mm, what you're doing. Don't worry about (laughs) it. It's I don't don't, we're not at that point where social media is going to overtake everything. Okay. Um, I think because then if that was the case then we you know newspapers would have died properly Mm. five years ago but newspapers are still you know back in the day when social media was starting to come Mm. up newspapers are going to die well, they're still here because mm. people are still getting people information. Love,
3: people yeah. love a hard copy. People night. love so, a hard so copy. Yeah.
1: So the one, if they are rattled, work it out in a way mm. of um, it is here to stay and Got just adapts. concentrate what you're doing mm. and let Got people adapts. concentrate mm. on what, what mm. you're there's doing. There's room
4: for everyone. There's, there's room the for everyone. So. And you
1: find now a lot of the, the newspaper journalists, for example, like John Cross from The, from the Mirror, as well as writing his column – He'll do a social media post. He'll do a video mm. to camera straight after a game.
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: So
1: yeah. they're finding ways of also sharing information,
4: and it's all about adapting as well. As you Is said, it? it's not a one size. You got to so Some people like yeah. reading. Some people like watching, mm-hmm. and it's all about catering for everyone. And if you're good enough, you'll get the viewers and people engage with your with your mm. product.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know there was. Um, I talk about you know in terms of social media about being careful what you say. I think from my point of view, as somebody who watches a lot of stuff on, on social media, um, you want to be conscious of who you sharing. You, let me start that again. As somebody who likes, who's a big fan of social media, Mm -hmm. I am a huge fan of it. And that's why I want to do a lot more of it. I'm always thinking about what is it people want to know from me? And how can I put that across in, in social media? If I'm standing Mm -hmm. there with a, you know, a mic in my hand and and a camera and I'm just rambling, 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 rambling. they're going to get bored within Mm -hmm. about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So, what is it about social media that adds value to what I do? Mm. And again, I think what you guys are doing is fantastic. You're dialing down into a specific niche. Mm. I think sometimes fun people just go on social media for the sake of going of on social course. media mm-hmm. in terms of sport.
5: Mm.
3: So So Amory, let's say if there was like a platform that has a high profile but their reputation is a bit tainted, mm. but there's an opportunity there for you to do some work with them. Would that be something you will pursue? Or sometimes you got to wait up and say, you know what, I don't stand for these kind of views or I don't stand for these kind of, you know, mm. rants and mm-hmm. swear words and all these kind of things. So I'm not <laughs> going to do it. How do you, you know, manage those kind of um, possibilities?
5: Well,
1: thankfully I haven't been asked yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Cause I, I really don't know. I okay. really don't know. Cross um, that bridge when you get there. Yeah, I think I will. I mean, I know Pippa from AFTV mm-hmm. and uh, I think she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's a real star mm-hmm. and I will champion her forever. I think mm-hmm. she's okay. fantastic. I've met Robbie as well.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Pippa couple... was at the, was the, show the, the
1: was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, yeah. she's a, she's amazing at w- what she does and she gets yeah. it mm-hmm. as well. She's a really good interviewer. She knows her stuff um, and Robbie, you know, I'm jealous of Robbie and what he's doing. <laughs> I wish I thought of it <laughs> six years ago yeah. because look yeah. where, where he it's is right up. now. Absolutely. I think yeah I think in this day and age, I wouldn't want to go on there because it if it was somebody with a tainted profile it's like i want if I want to go on to a show that has a tainted profile, I'd have to think about it because reputation is everything within this business, mm-hmm. and you know one day you could be up here and the next day it's completely yeah. gone. Mm. so I'd have to really, really think about it mm. and also if it's an opportunity to challenge that person and have a debate with that person, then mm. Yeah, why yeah, not? They
3: say like reputation is like to build it. It's like going up a a stack of stairs, but it could come crashing down as fast as an escalator. <coughs> absolutely, so, mm.
1: absolutely. So yeah, if someone if they had a slightly tainted reputation, they said, "Look, come on, let's." T- and I, if I'd come on, I'd like I'd like to ask you a couple of questions about it as mm. a journey, yeah, Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. let me ask you about mm. it and let's mm. have a rational, calm discussion mm. about it. But I, I, the right thing for me to do would be to think about it properly first. But hey, I'm yeah. with you guys. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Over the whole... <laughs> <laughs> Over the whole <laughs> cloud
4: versus insight, obviously yeah. you need to take into consideration the commercial aspect as well. Mm. Brands want to invest in people that they can see deliver the numbers. Yeah. So they want to get their money back.
3: But obviously... Yeah, but is that a big, the right way, Dej? That's the, the way done. For
4: me personally, it's not. Obviously, like there's brands that you might think, hmm... I can maybe offer more value than Mm, them. But mm -hmm. again, you've got to understand that it's a commercial product as well. It's mm -hmm. the same as let's say football, the men's game and the women's Mm. game. Obviously both are, you know, tremendous sports. But when you look at it, maybe some people are saying that the money should be the same. Mm. But if you're not de- delivering the commercial aspect, then mm. how is it going to fund itself? And the people right
3: uh, at the top, uh, will mm. they,
4: will they care about his numbers,
2: the stakeholders. Oh, cool. it's, a numbers and game. it's a numbers game. And
3: that's why I'm like a massive fan. We're massive fans of Harry Panera. Mm. He's someone that has a lot of presence, but he also has great insight in mm. football and what course. he's doing. Of course, you know, mm. like that's
4: a very good friend of mine goes to a lot of football matches and when you sit back and you're taking his analysis you you think wow you know what you're doing and he's on a big platform and (laughs) rightly so
1: no and, you know, Joel from Cheeky Sport, I'm yeah, int- entirely good, yeah. all of what he has done very much. so, like, And again, I'm very jealous that he has. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's out job. in Saudi Arabia right now, isn't he, for the, for the boxing um, this weekend, the lucky man. Um, <laughs> I guess for, for me, though, I, I don't have tens of thousands of followers. Mm. So I have to rely on the fact that I trust me. You know, We're the same.
3: We're the and, same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, trust, you trust
1: yourself. Mm-hmm. You trust the process. Yeah. You You work blooming hard mm-hmm. <laughs> and hopefully someone will advocate that's what's really important i think i think you mentioned the word advocates mm. that's really important you need someone who's going to champion you i mm-hmm. think in this industry i think it's very easy if you've got 20,000 followers to be shoehorned into a role
5: mm-hmm.
1: um but you actually want someone to go actually i recommend you guys to come and do this for me because mm-hmm. i like what you're doing and i've seen what you've done that's more important to me than somebody having 20,000 followers that doesn't Mm. All right, they've got twenty thousand people following them, but if someone's actually championing you and say they're championing you, I think that's yeah. worth weight in gold, hundred and ten percent.
4: And we've got we've built up many allies through the work that we've done. We've been to you know many conventions, had many you know high profile guests on our show as well, and they're big fans of our platform, mm. and and that means the world to yeah.
1: us because mm. they're yeah.
3: recommending us to other people gives you
1: credibility yeah, yeah and we go 100%. places um, Huge credibility mm-hmm.
3: we go places and we meet people and we're like we're the beautiful game podcast and they're like oh we know you Darren was speaking about yeah. you Rob Harris was speaking yeah. about you yeah, and we just they, think,
1: Ornstein is I know,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. David Ornstein <laughs> yeah. I've
1: got a lot of time for Yeah, he, he's a ledge right <laughs> yeah, but yeah. He's said he, he said to you guys that he listens to your yeah, that, that was, was the
4: highlight of yeah. my year yeah, that Honestly, was. Something that's else, everything something yeah, else yeah. Yeah. we're in our little box just working away <laughs> we don't think that we're going to be having these high profile listeners and when they say you know they listen to your stuff it means a lot yeah. it means the yeah. world
3: no, he's like a good friend on the yeah, platform yeah. so it just, it it's just it's it's crazy. Honestly, yeah, 100%.
2: 100%. What, what I wanted to ask Amory, um, is obviously recently, um, the whole, uh, topic of diversity, um, has, has been coming up, uh, quite often. And to be honest, it's not even just sort of specific to, uh, the footballing industry on, on a wider scale, diversity within organizations and businesses is, is, is very, very important. Um, and what i wanted to ask you is sort of your thoughts and feelings on diversity within within the game and 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 whether you felt that um you know it was yeah, for, for, for maybe for 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 some uh, organizations and some brands it was uh you know some to to a certain degree a bit of tokenism or if it was sort of genuine care about there being diversity and and the reason why um thought i, so I want to uh, get your your opinion on this is because i have someone who's uh, sort of very close to me mm. who uh recently had uh, an incident where uh, she was told at her place of work that uh, she was only hired because of the fact that she was black and she was a female.
5: Wow, um, that's and, terrible.
2: And and, and 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 you know, we we've had sort of loads of different conversations about you know how that made her feel and um, and and sort of where she sees herself sort of going forward and, and and just the impact that you know hearing those words has had on her. And so that's why I felt it very important to raise this with you and ask you for your 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 thoughts and opinion because of the fact that it's something that uh, has happened uh, quite quite recently. So I just wanted to to, to hear from
5: you. Well, firstly, I'm,
1: I feel terrible for your friend mm-hmm. it, was, it was your friend right mm-hmm. yeah how oh, awful i cannot imagine what that is is like mm-hmm. at all so i hope that she has the strength to see who she is and what mm-hmm. she's about and let that mindset run rather than some person saying that to her because i think mm-hmm. that's terrible um like diversity are we talking about ethnic diversity or because when somebody said that to me the other day about what do you mean by diversity mm-hmm. amra you talk about ethnicity or social class mm-hmm. or all these kinds of things i said well so are you talking about ethnic diversity? I, so, or, I'd say or both wider?
2: So, both so uh, ethnic di- diversity as well as gender. Okay. So, um, yeah, so so for example her in her case mm. she was both a female in mm. a very uh, male dominated uh, uh, organization and she was uh, uh, uh ethnic minority. She was yeah.
1: black. Yeah. I guess when I started on this crazy journey I knew it was going to be challenging for me because A, I'm a woman first and foremost and, mm-hmm. and B, I'm a, a black woman mm-hmm. secondly and thirdly I'm from Essex so I knew <laughs> then <laughs> those three things were going to have mm-hmm. a massive impact on me I, can I just say as a side note when I tell people I'm from Essex I'm Manchester dot earlier they were going but you don't sound like you'd speak from Brentwood or you're you from TOWIE you don't <laughs> <Yeah>. speak <laughs>
5: jeez
1: anyway. <laughs> anyway um I knew I knew then, I guess I grew up in a in a village where we were the only black family for a long, long time, huh. and which was unhelpful when I was like 13, 14 and want to go and drink cider with my friends in the fields. Because if they saw me, if an adult saw me, they're like, I know your daddy's," Cause I see him down the park. I'm like, oh,
5: <laughs> <crazy."> <laughs>
1: <laughs> my dad's done so many things. in my life. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I, I, I'd, I'd already, I was aware of who I was and knowing that I am somebody who's very comfortable working, let's say in the black world, as well as in the white mm-hmm, world. Mm-hmm. And, I knew going into this that being a a black woman from Essex, there'd be some challenges and it is heartening. I have to, I want to be positive about it. It is really heartening to see changing Mm -hmm. happening. It's fantastic to see people that I admire, who I look up to have now got prominent jobs in, in sports broadcasting. Mm -hmm. Reshmin Chowdhury, who I'm a massive fan of. Mm -hmm. Very, very good. Brilliant at what she does person has got a lot of time for anybody you ask her a question, she's happy to answer etc etc i I think it's fantastic seeing jeanette kwachi doing the world championship on the bbc now um samantha johnson at trt world and there's various other jessica Jessica over at sky these are who you know these are people who i admire very much though and a change is coming in in terms of a bigger change is coming Mm -hmm. because I think the work that Leon man does in terms of BComs with the young people coming up through now, I think you're going to see a massive Mm -hmm. sea of change for me at the moment. Um, I'd like to think when people, when I go and have meetings with people, they're not looking at my colour, they're not looking at their gender or my gender, they're looking at my work and they look mm-hmm. at my CV and they look at my social media. Mm-hmm. Top tip, kids, keep your social media clean because people yeah, yeah. do look yeah, at people it. People are really trying yeah. to yeah. Very, much, yeah. very yeah. much so. And I'd like to think they like what they see or they don't like what they see and they make their decisions based on, on that. Football, when I go to a press box, you do see a bit of diversity now mm-hmm. in the, in the press box. Tennis is a slightly different matter. I think demographic, uh, demographic mm, wise, demographic but it's got a user. lot of work yeah. to do. I think for tennis, mm. one of my good friends, Ross um, she's an ethnic like me um, and she's a writer. And we, we often have these conversations and you are starting to see a little bit of a change, but I think tennis is way, way back yeah. Mm, yeah. from football. Mm. and i know football upon the pun takes a lot of kicking
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, when
1: that it comes to
5: diversity
1: <laughs> um, when it comes to diversity but i do think and i've said this to henry actually henry winter we had a conversation about it other sports also need to look at themselves mm-hmm. f1 needs to look at itself mm. rugby a little bit better cricket is all mm. right but F1 is another one that I think definitely needs to look at yeah. look at diversity <laughs> for sure even yeah. Lewis Hamilton has spoken about it himself so I think football does take a lot of the flack mm. in terms of diversity yeah and but is it, it
3: because it's got the biggest profile
1: yes
5: it's, uh, yes mm-hmm. it is. The, it mm. is the biggest
1: profile but I think I'm going to be slightly controversial I think other sports hide behind it yep. and allow football mm, to
3: course, course. take the kicking mm, that no it does. No one wants to stick their head above the parapet. No, mm.
1: no, they don't. Um, in 20 years time, I don't, you know, I'm hoping we don't have this conversation. Mm-hmm. The late Vicky from um, the Sun journalist who recently uh, passed away, um, she would talk about how frustrating it was that still at times we're still having this conversation about gender, yeah. but now to now things are actually getting a little bit better, but it doesn't mean we could take our foot off the gas, as they say it, you know, we still need to keep going and keep going and keep going. I think it's great that young people are coming through and it's great that we are seeing representation now on the screen as like those names that I've, I've mentioned, but there's still a lot of work. We can't take mm. it for granted that we've, yeah, yeah, we've done it now. It's all good. We don't need to so do that. Have you noticed
4: know, massive changes from when you first started in the field to where we are now? Was the Raheem Sterling moment like a seismic shift in ethnic minority people being infiltrated into the media, would you say?
1: I actually say it started before that. Okay. I think with the Raheem Sterling, it just upped it even more. Mm-hmm. But I think, as I mentioned, like Leon Mann, what he's been trying to do, and Darren Lewis and various others, that's been going on. And Troy. Townsend, all Mm -hmm. the Kick It Out crew, Um, Crystal Davis, got to give her a shout out as well from the Voice newspaper, Rodney Hines as well. They've been doing that Mm. anyway. And I think uh, when the Raheem Sterling situation kicked off, um, I was, I thought, yeah, great, fantastic. He's, you know, he's giving it a lens for people to look Mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. But I also wanted to acknowledge that there have been other people fighting hard up until that point, trying to make change, the Rodney Hines of this world, the Leon Manns of this world, and various others. So um, I think it just tipped things over the edge with Raheem Sterling. Has it changed massively? I've only been doing this um, four or five years. Okay. There's more more faces Because I'm one of them now. (laughs) (laughs) So if anybody wants to give me a big job,
5: like an ounce prime, you know where I am.
1: But yeah, I'm seeing more. Yes, the short answer is, I wouldn't, has it been a massive change? Oh, that's a tough one. I think there's been a change, but I'm not sure if I'd use the word massive. Mm -hmm. I think for me, the massive change will come is when we see a black person, whether it's a man or a woman, hosting Not reporting, but hosting a Premier League football show. Mm. Because can you name me a black person?
5: Mm. And I'm not talking about... um, Because
1: Reshman does game day for TalkSport, which is great. As a black person, I was was in the car over when we were talking. I was thinking, I'm trying to think of a a black person who actually hosts... I think... A Premier League.
3: I think it's not on mainstream television. Mm. But I think Ian Wright is hosting the Premier League show with Kelly Cates
1: so you've got PLP who do their stuff because mm. uh, you've got DJ Spoonie he's done mm. a bit of that Yeah, yeah. but uh, I was just yeah I, maybe you guys can, I was thinking mainstream yeah, I TV no, ITV no, I I BBC tell you. No, Channel I 5 or I even. Tell you. so I think that will be no. that will be pretty massive I think mm. when when that happens, and please correct me if I'm Not, wrong, because I'm yeah. happy to be corrected on this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I was, My I was, yeah, because yeah. yeah. it was great mm. to see Jeanette hosting on the BBC during the athletics. It was like, well, yeah.
3: that's brilliant,
1: brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I want the same for football. I want the same for mm. tennis. I'd love to see that for tennis mm. as well in this country.
3: What about? um the blacklist awards obviously Yay. you
5: picked up well, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> thank yeah. you thank you still buzzing from there i mean it's like two weeks down the
3: line <laughs> how, was um, how was the experience
1: oh brilliant but can i say i didn't get home till about 5 30 a.m <laughs> not because i was parties because my car broke down oh. Oh, God. but I'll, I'll tell you about that another day <laughs> so yeah so there's me in the car freezing i luckily i had a, a spare coat in the car uh, with me and i had right. the, the ward on my lap as i was waiting for rac to come and out <laughs> <a car. laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's amazing. I've been a big supporter of the football playlist for a long time and it was actually one of my goals to be on it it was on my list of okay. I, I want so to you're win actually targeting it. 100% does that sound really poor it? No. It. Yeah. 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 No, I, that's why I when I was on that stage and I went I got one because <laughs> I put it in my yeah. head I was like I want one of these and I'm going to work blooming hard yeah. to get it so shamelessly that's why I said what I said up on the stage yeah, big yeah. So,
5: yeah.
2: I think not say that that's, that's one of our goals as well we yeah. will be on that stage receiving an award as well absolutely absolutely
1: Absolutely. I know people want to be humble when they achieve certain things, but you know what? If you have that plan in your head to win something, yeah. say it. 100%. Because it shows how hard you've worked and you've got, an, you've got a plan. Mm. So fantastic to be up there to to get an award. My parents and family are absolutely overjoyed about it. And I hope that it leads to more awards for me, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and everybody. I mean, it's I love the 30 under 30. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fantastic idea. So you guys will be on it next year, I'm sure. Um, For, you know, for the rising stars. And why not? Because, again, we were talking about massive change. You know, 30 young people who are working in football who have been identified as people who are getting their profiles up, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have had that five years ago.
5: Mm.
1: So in that that respect, yes, there has been a massive change. I think, but right now, in terms of those big names up on the screen, not necessarily... Mm. But that awards. I mean, there was about 400 people, I think, in mm. the room. It's grown. Outgr- it's even yeah. outgrown, it's outgrown that outgrown no, 110% yeah. now. And the fact that when the press release went out about who'd won what, and it was across Sky, BBC, it was all across, it, they picked up so much press from it just shows how big it is mm. now and next year you know 2020 I think it's gonna I can't be... imagine it's going to be exactly and
3: it's also
5: it's
1: <laughs> also one of the big dates on the calendar as well because it's mm. the only time we all come together yeah, I think at yeah, that yeah. time <laughs> to have a bit of fun and a bit of a jig and catch up with yeah, people yeah,
3: yeah. even from when us three are wearing bow ties <laughs> come on yeah. Yeah. we had to bring out the so exactly
1: I brought a friend along with me she goes what do you wear I said look you've got to dress up yeah. Nobody wears jeans to that yeah. thing. Yeah. Everyone,
5: yeah. Looks you got to
3: bring out your best. attire. Yeah. 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 And, every, and everyone did. So you know, it's funny. You take your suit <laughs> to the dry cleaner, you get it back, and you take it again. And again, <laughs> again, again, again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, you know, that question always comes up. Well, why do you have a football blacklist? Oh, oh for goodness sake. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because you know what? It's a chance for us to all have a bit of a party and get together yeah, and enjoy yeah. ourselves. Yeah. But in all seriousness, is to highlight for me, putting the media category aside, when do we get the chance to celebrate the grassroots, coaches, mm-hmm. governance, mm-hmm. administration? All right, media is a bit more high profile, okay? So that's fine. But the people who work in the background yeah. yes. recognising them mm-hmm. that's why we have mm. that's one of the reasons I should say we have the football blacklist because I think that you know I applaud everybody that went up mm-hmm. the stage somebody who won for governance the Cyril Regis award of course the Keith Alexander people who work to on social change who want to raise awareness doing coaching sessions for girls all those mm-hmm. kinds of things I'm really you know I'm overjoyed for them to get recognised yeah. for their work
2: yeah. Honestly, and just hearing some of the stories was so inspirational. Mark Prince so inspirational what he's to been mind. through
4: with his son exactly. and how he's bounced back from that and he's helping, you know, kids that might go through that route, you know, with exercise, boxing. He's so inspirational to me. Brilliant. Mm.
1: I was, He was on the um, Talk Sport that morning talking to Jim White and he spoke so eloquently mm. and I cannot, you know, I hope this never happens to me, but I cannot imagine what it's like to lose a child mm. and to make something out of that terrible, heartbreaking tragedy mm. for good. Yeah. You know, we've had the, the, you know, the London terror attacks the last weekend mm. and listening to um, the young boy who died and his father saying, I don't want my son's death to be used in a way that's coming from a place of somebody who understands and gets, it wants to yeah. do good. So, you know, with Dr. Mark Prince and his son it's death it's just it's so humbling so I'm you know that's why we have one of the reasons why we have the football playlist to highlight that fantastic work otherwise they don't get recognised
3: yeah. Mm. yeah of course it
1: that's goes it. under the radar yeah it goes mm. under the radar is a way to put it
2: Absolutely. So I'm. Um, I'm just looking over at Dot, and I know that we're. Uh, we're. We're coming to the end of the episode. Unfortunately, I feel like we got so much. have got so about. much more to talk yeah. about. Go do on, do you know a what? What, of what,
1: to what, me. what I
2: wanted to ask um, you about, Amari, um, is sort of looking back and looking forward. So you obviously had the opportunity to do some great work over um, for the Women's World Cup. What What I wanted to ask you is it's so it's a two part question. It was uh, one a um being um Feels like an always two parts, yeah. yeah. 10 it's...
5: marks <laughs> oh my god i got flashbacks being in the school hall
3: by the way the second question has 15 marks yeah.
2: show <laughs> sure you're working out um, so yeah essentially i wanted to know a bit about like the experience how was it for you how did it differ from any of the work that you've done um sort of elsewhere and also going forward what does this mean for women's football Um, where do you see the women's game in the next sort of 5-10 years
1: so working on the Women's World Cup what happened with me was um, there was a clash of dates actually so towards the end of the Women's World Cup I think was the start of the warm up season for tennis for the grass season. And I couldn't do, I was thinking, somebody said, oh, can you go out to France? I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to be doing Wimbledon and the warm up. So I, so what I agreed to do is stay here. But any radio stations or podcasts, if they needed a contributor, I'd do it that way. And then I could still go and do mm-hmm. my tennis. So it's quite interesting. Every day I was doing something a bit different. Mm. Um, what was, I loved working on the Women's World Cup. And what was great for me was to see that the profile has just ballooned. I mean, I was watching when it was 2015, when they're in Canada mm-hmm. and, um, the lionesses came third in that respect. Um, you know, there was hardly any eyes on it. Whereas mm. now this year there was tons of eyes. Mm. I think it was helpful that it was in France so you could just pop across the channel. Yeah. But having them on the on the BBC and on, yeah. and on the radio mm. as well, and you can watch clips and all the highlights and there was discussions about it. And what I I tell you what I really loved about the Women's World Cup, hearing on radio discussions about VAR Offside decisions, referee decisions—none mm-hmm. of this thing of you know why are women playing football, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There was proper football mm-hmm. debate and analysis, which is what the game has wanted for a long time, and they got that over the summer. So to work on it was great. I mean, like I said, every day mm-hmm. I'd be talking women's football, mm-hmm. particularly about the lionesses USA, who I I called it and I said USA were going to win it, and they and they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bit surprised by Germany going out so early because they were one of my favourites, but for me a great opportunity to work on the Women's World Cup mm-hmm. and and it was one of my goals on my list and even though I wasn't out there so to speak, I still played my part. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. Um in terms of part B of your question where I show my working out. <laughs> um, eight marks, eight marks so I'm already thinking about I'm thinking about uh I'm not going to Tokyo, but I'd like to do some stuff around Tokyo in terms of twenty uh, the Olympics, 2020, because mm-hmm. Team GB will be will be going out there. But for me, it'll be the Euros, 2021, the Women's Euros here. I, I really want to work on that. So I'm even thinking now how what can I do mm. to get to that point of being able to be part mm-hmm. of a broadcast mm-hmm. or on radio or or something like that. And I think because it's here, it's going to be a home tournament. I think it's just gonna, the venues are just going to sell out. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. we'll get fantastic weather in a few years time <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> um, and I think there'll be a lot of love for it as well mm-hmm. in terms of the women's game I think with the women's World Cup it's fantastic but domestically we are I think there are a couple of teams that still need more people going through the gate so Chelsea gets regularly about 4,000 down at Kings Meadow for a home game um, Man United, Manchester United women get about 2,000 Arsenal now are getting about two, 3,000 the smaller, I'm saying the smaller teams, the lesser known teams, the Bristol cities of this world, mm. the Brightons of the world are not faring so much. So we need to, you know, show some love to those mm-hmm. teams as well mm. for the WSL to be competitive. Mm. Because at the moment, you've got Chelsea, women, Arsenal, um, who's Man the other United. One? Man United. Well, mm, I think they're top, they're, I think they'll finish fourth. Man City, mm. they're the three powerhouses mm. for sure. And then everybody else underneath. So, I think there was a hope that with the Women's World Cup that would translate the numbers that mm. we're watching would translate into the WSL. It has and it hasn't.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: What has worked is the Lionesses, because mm-hmm. I was at the England-Germany game at mm-hmm. Wembley.
4: 70-odd thousand.
1: Eh? 70-odd thousand. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was working for Talk Sport for mm-hmm. that one. And okay. I got to, speak to Phil Neville in the tunnel, which was is, which is really, really good. Um, we just need those numbers to also mm-hmm. translate mm-hmm. for you know the domestic cups, the FA Cup, the League Cup, as well as the WSL itself.
4: Yeah, we saw you at the game. I think Tottenham-Arsenal, there was that 30-odd thousand there as well. I think you were Arsenal were yeah, like yeah. really good that game too
3: yeah. yeah. they They playing really well. They were shaky in the first mm. half, but second half, they put Tottenham mm. to the sword. I've been,
1: I've been so lucky um, in the respect that somebody, I don't know why, but they gave me the opportunity to host a show on Five Live Sports Extra. And the two that I've, I mean I've done a few but the opportunity to host a show from the London Stadium when it was West Ham and Spurs
5: yeah.
1: women and then also doing the North London Derby <laughs> for Spurs women and, and Arsenal women I'd never thought I'd do that two three years <laughs> ago Seeing in the Tottenham Stadium the press box and, and hosting a radio show yeah. for a national broadcaster <sighs> I'd never thought that happened mm. that was an amazing game um, and yeah Arsenal women are just on, a, on another level but yeah, I think Chelsea yeah. have got something to say about that yeah, there's a only a point players. between the first place and the second place right now I think you know um what they tr- what the clubs are trying to do they they're saying to let's say using arsenal as an example they're saying that if you love arsenal as a club love the women's team as well you love your under 23s or the under 17s love the women's side of it as well it shouldn't mm-hmm. be seen as just like mm. Arsenal men and Arsenal mm. women. Is there something
2: clubs
3: th- could do in terms yeah, of, yeah, I, like, I don't we're, know, maybe incorporating mm. They do. I think we're seeing like an integration on social media or cross-branding, Yeah. yeah. they're branding the, the women's and the men's game together. You see mm. them doing cross-advertisement. So I think it's improving, personally. Yeah. Spurs mm. is
1: really good at that. Spurs mm. are really good. Brighton is really good at that. West Ham are really good at that. Others are not so good. But I think that's the route to go, is to integrate it all together.
2: And, and just sort of finally, um, just just to wrap up, uh, in terms of sort of next steps for you, are there any more hyphens World domination. You plan- <laughs> World domination. <laughs> no, you've got to aim big. Yeah, so yeah. Aim big. <laughs> aim. Any That's more
1: hyphens? Yeah, yeah. You're not the first person to say that to me. I think, right, so at the beginning, when I talked about my career and what have you, and wanting to be an actress, I think for me, it was important that I had variety in my working life. I've mm-hmm. always wanted that. I've never been, you said like a Jill of all trades, I remember when I was starting this thing of having my own business, somebody said to me, but you can't be a Jill of all trades or Jack of all trades Mm. or whatever it is. You've got to just niche down, just focus Mm. on one sport. Because if you're seen as too many things, Mm. that waters down what you do. Okay. I thought, well, actually, but I'm somebody who's, who believes in herself so much that she has a good knowledge about F1. She has a good knowledge about tennis and she has a good knowledge about football. So why can't I talk about all those mm-hmm. things. So, and why can't I be somebody who hosts on a radio show, who can host a long online show, who could do pitch side reporting, who can write a piece for a newspaper. So I'm going to continue mm-hmm. adding hyphens <laughs> to my name
5: mm-hmm.
1: um, and hopefully get more opportunities. I'd love mm-hmm. to do Wimbledon again next year. Yeah. I've mentioned about Euro 2021. I'd like the opportunity to, to build me as a business and, be seen as a reliable, informative, personable mm. host, broadcaster, and uh, enjoy my time while I do it, and remind mm. myself why. I do it. I sometimes forget why I'm doing this when mm. I'm thinking, "Oh, I've got no money this month, and I you know, can't go to the cinema or something." <laughs> mm. I remember well. This is what you wanted, Amory.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, world domination first and foremost. And being seen as as somebody who's multifaceted multi-talented mm-hmm. who's insightful knowledgeable personable mm-hmm. and enjoy the process mm-hmm. very much so
3: absolutely I think just to finish we'll probably ask you a question each and you've got one minute to answer them if everyone's good at that cool. Yeah. so I'll kick it off what is your best moment as an Arsenal fan
1: Oh, my best moment as an Arsenal fan is us winning the FA Cup when we came from behind to beat Hull oh, that, was a,
5: okay. moment, man. that okay. was a special moment
1: uh, yeah Aaron yeah. Ramsey yeah I know I know I pat so, my chest too this because
3: we've got a lot of Aaron Ramsey fans <laughs> yeah. that to the God, podcast we,
1: we, so. we miss him you so much we miss him terribly I was gutted when he left but I don't you know it's an opportunity. Yeah. You'd, you'd be silly not to not to go for it. Mm-hmm. But Anyway, that I couldn't watch the game. I was in the cinema watching Star Trek with my family. <laughs> <Checking> <laughs> so I'm like, but I couldn't. I didn't have a signal. So when I came outside and I saw, I'm like, yes, <laughs> jumping yeah. in the air. Was like, What's wrong with you? Like, we won. And I was like, champion, champion, <laughs> <laughs> do you,
3: brilliant. Do you classify Ramsey as Arsenal legend?
1: Yes, for us because he won us our 100%. first cups.
3: Yeah, I'm Yeah,
1: for me, he is. yep yeah.
4: Okay, my question is: How was being asked to host "Kick It Out, Raise Your Game"? How did you feel?
1: I be- screamed down <laughs> the phone. I think Troy went deaf.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, like, like going, oh my god oh my god like this because and bless him troy was just laughing him and crystal was on speakerphone uh, mm. when they rang and asked me and i kept going oh my god for about 30 seconds <laughs> over the moon mm. over the moon i've got i did work experience with kick it out actually when i was at college so i've seen it i was in mm. an office with two other people now to see it as as this big mm. organization I was absolutely over the moon to do it, and you done it with Jules as well. Who is that. fantastic? I Sports I should give her a massive shout as well. Mm. Jules is, is fantastic at what she does, and I, I bow to her very much. Her and Reshmin very much, so and various yeah. others. Mm. Loved it, loved it. I think we had a lot of good energy. Were you guys there last? Were you there this year? No, you should no, come. No. Come to the next one because it's a lot yeah. of fun. It's a mm-hmm. lot of energy and it's heartening to see so many young people st- despite all the shenanigans which goes on with football all the politics and what have you that young people still want to be involved in the industry in some shape or form mm-hmm. so Troy if you're listening I'll do it for you again in 2020
4: we're meant to be <laughs> seen <them> soon as <laughs> well yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. we'll bring so that you up again.
1: Again. Know, yeah, so tell, be, yeah. tell yeah. him you can be my advocate <laughs> yeah yeah
2: 100% 100% and, and finally for me this doesn't have to be specific to football but um, sort of growing up and even now hmm. who are your sporting icons?
1: Ah, growing up and even now, um, oh, goodness, my daily Thompson, um, was one of my huge sporting Mm -hmm. icons from athletics, tennis. It was Steffi Graf,
5: yep, yeah, Mm. absolutely. And she is a (laughs) 10, yeah, I know we all talk about (laughs) Serena, but Mm. what
1: Steffi achieved Mm. that battle that she had between her and Martina Hingis Mm. amazing! So, Uh yeah, Steffi, from in terms of tennis. Um, in terms of today, or bring me up to today, I guess Thierry for Arsenal, and yeah. him and Dennis Bergkamp, oh. obviously, yeah. just two yeah. two great, two great players for me, um, legends. Yeah, I'm. I'm not really. I'm not terribly big on legends. I've mm-hmm. got to be honest. Mm-hmm. There are people that I'd love to meet and have a conversation with, but mm-hmm. I and but I respect what they've achieved. But they're human, like.
4: Yeah. me. So, who's yeah. number yeah. one on that list of people you would love to interview?
1: Um
4: one from tennis and one from football because you love both uh, yeah from, like <laughs> today
1: in today's yeah. world rather back it so yeah. one from tennis and one and one from football Um, football wise I think um, I know he's Man United but I'd love to sit down with Marcus Rashford
5: because okay.
1: we don't hear enough from him mm-hmm. and I think he's such a great talent as well and uh, we mentioned, about, you know, sitting down him and his mum. I'd love mm. to just have that conversation about how he started, what sacrifices he's had to make, what she thinks of his career. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to sit down and have a conversation with him. But legends, wise, um, goodness, that's a tough one from today. I don't know. I'd have to mm. go away and think about that actually. Because mm. yeah, I think I struggle with legends. I like, I love the word, and there are people, there are legends within the game. But I'm happy talking to anybody. Mm. That's the thing with yeah. me. Um, I'm. I love conversation. That's why I love doing podcasts and things like mm. this because I just love chatting and, and love having conversations and finding out about people. And I'd love to talk to everybody. So if I could, I can't answer that question because I I don't think there is a one or two. I I just love to have a conversation with anybody about sport.
4: Fair enough. Yeah, Fair 100%.
6: enough.
2: Man, honestly, I feel like we've just scratched the surface, yeah. man. You ain't seen nothing yet, own.
1: boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll
5: do, we'll do this again. Yeah, yeah it's of course. been amazing. I'd,
2: very, loved, very
1: I'd love to come back. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. definitely invite me definitely back percent. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This was amazing. Thank you. And loved we're, it. We're
2: going to continue to support you and, and you know, uh, Thank you. And share you guys, your content Thank you. and, and, and stuff. And, you know, we're excited for what the future holds. I'm excited for you guys as well. I'm excited. I'm excited.
1: Next time i see you, be like the Beautiful Game podcast sponsored by XXX. yeah,
5: yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen to
2: that 100%. Um so we're just going to uh, wrap it up now. Listeners, thank you very much for listening uh, in up until this point. As always, please help us to share the content amongst your friends, family members, work colleagues, group chats, email threads, the lot. Um make sure you um uh, follow us on um, on Twitter. It's at podcast underscore TBG. If you have any views that you'd like to share with us on the content shared in this episode, please uh, tweet us using the hashtag uh, TBGpod. Just a reminder that we don't discriminate uh, according to platform. So we are across Spotify, SoundCloud, (laughs) uh, Apple Podcasts. If you are listening listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a a five-star review and a rating. It does help in terms of growing the profile of the platform. And before we wrap things up, we're just going to go around the table and everyone's going to share their individual platform as well. Um so, so you guys can can follow us all uh, individually as well.
3: I'm um LFC Nino on
4: Twitter. I'm Dej underscore TBG.
1: I'm at Anne Marie Batson on Twitter and Instagram.
4: And I am at Budge Daguna.
2: Yay. you're saying that you're planning I'm to planning a that. rebrand I think <laughs> I, I'm so gonna, what are you I'm, planning to here. change it to uh, it might just be Butch TBG to be fair uh, I'm doing you know, his yeah. colours to the <laughs> mask <Yeah, yeah>, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm due for a rebrand to be fair um, yeah Don't, Have of I covered everything thumbs up thumbs up right brilliant until the next episode guys over and out <laughs>